And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 58 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. We're recording, right? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> the, the light is red. It always helps. <laughs> I don't know. You did this last time. How do I do it? I I think I've forgotten. Look, it last week was a lot of me trying random things <laughs> and then panicking when I didn't remember to press record twice to actually record. Oh, oh wow. No. <laughs> um, and sp- it taking a lot longer than it should have to actually get started. So okay. uh, don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, frankly, a small miracle well, it sounded really good. I didn't have Actually to do did, much yeah. editing. Cool. Yeah. I was like, yay! That's surprising, because one of the things I forgot to do was a sound check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hi, guys. It's been a great week. <laughs> well, for some of us, it actually has. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Then there's others. <laughs> Sorry. How was New York? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so fabulous. <laughs> I'm already in trouble for saying, well, in New York, I did this. In New York, things are like that. Look, in New York. What was the slogan I heard from New York the other day? Fourth biggest city, first biggest ego. <laughs> yep. So I fit in perfect. What else do they have the biggest? No. Apples? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Big apple. Sweet. Yeah. It's not true. No. I only saw like three apples the whole time I was there, and they were all tiny because they were organic. I like my GMO apples. <laughs> Your GMO. I do. Give me a great big GMO gala. Especially mm. if you've got right. archery practice coming up that make much easier. Yeah, they do. That's true. That's, That's very true. true. Yeah. Some of those. Really? <laughs> what is that? It's a go-kart. I'm going to go clothesline a child. <laughs> I brought the trains back from Cartersville with me. I hope that's okay. Wow. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, and for the record, butts, butts, butts. Oh, yeah, you guys, I'm a little disappointed. There were no butts. I did appreciate, though, the, the perfection of the Longbox Book Report being written, the, the the comic being written by someone named Glute. Yeah. Yeah, that so, was... So there was, there was kind no. of butt. There was thematically. There was homage to butt. Homage, homage to butt, I yeah. like it. Yes. yes. Oh, and, and Tony, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Phrasing. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you ruined it. I wow. did. Ugh. You ruined it. We might need to pause and re- regroup here for yeah. a minute. <laughs> We're going to use another intro. Welcome to episode 58 of Panelology. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Ryan. Oh. I'm uh, not coming right. for you. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. So much better. So on the topic of New York... Brian and I saw a show. We did. And we got, we have to talk about it. And I'm so sorry, Alex. We love you so much and you have to go see it. Neither of you would even know of the existence of the show if it were not for you. <laughs> you I would wouldn't Alex, Alex somehow backlogged fair. us, which in turn backlogged himself. To be fair, <laughs> I wouldn't know of its existence if okay, it weren't for you. Just not that you needed to see it. Yeah. I mean, maybe. You might have seen that Josh Groban was yeah. in, done some digging. Yeah. 
Still, give me credit <laughs> for in- up on the give me credit for here, introducing you to okay, it. Okay, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you do have credit. Credit. And oh boy, oh boy, thank you. Oh so we, boy. So we saw the Great Comet. Yeah. And Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Correct. This is the full title. The stage musical adaptation of two chapters of War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seventy pages. Seventy whole pages. And it is phenomenal. They it get is, about two minutes out of every I, page. I, yep. I've seen, I don't know, probably five or six different Broadway shows now. And that is the best produced production, managed stage present. Like, just, it is incredible. It so is well truly, true. I can't, I can't <laughs> finish talking. I get so excited, okay? I sent Alex a picture of the stage, and I was like, I have no idea what they're going to do with this, but it's insane. It and is. I received that picture while standing... In the cluttered storage area. I'm sorry. Of the theater where I'm currently directing, and I wept. I wept into my phone, and the tears shorted it out, and that is the kind of week I've had. Aww. That's a joke, but that is. It could but, be but, true. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I have never seen a stage set like this that is so inclusive and involving of the audience in the show yeah but like not in an annoying way no normally when it's audience participation which this was not audience participation but normally when it is like that kind of thing it's super annoying it is and it feels very forced but this was adorable It, it was completely natural yes okay but i do have one question for you how were the butts Look. <laughs> Look, this is awkward well, for me. Okay, hold on. There's one. Hold on a minute. All Jen right? goes to see her first Broadway show, and the first thing she does is tweet about Josh Groban's No, butt. no. I tweeted that the show was amazing, and I wanted to see it every day okay. for the next few weeks. Yeah. For and a if different had, section. If you had had more than 140 characters, would they have been two separate tweets? No. Um, <laughs> the defense rests. Then I, then I tweeted about... I, I, I like, I didn't... I didn't I just had to know because that butt was way bigger than I well, was Well, like expecting. everything, everything on him was bigger. Right. I mean, and, he and was I knew that they padded, padded yeah. his belly, but right. I didn't, like, I was a little, um, I couldn't keep my eyes off that butt. It was a problem for me. Um, <laughs> so, so what Jen is saying so is she couldn't stop about, staring at Josh Groban's butt. I tweeted asking if they padded that butt, though. Um, and and he, you did not at reply anyone in this. Oh, uh, no, I, I, I at replied great comment and josh oh Robin. did you yeah i did okay. do that but but when i tweet at celebrities i never expect them to answer me ever and, and he did yeah. he, he did he did do that they did pat his butt they did pat it yeah yeah i felt real real awkward and now this is immortalized and it in started podcast a, form. It started a thing, too. Like, that is the most um, uh, noticed tweet that I've ever had. <laughs> with over a thousand reactions. Oh, snap. <laughs> so people were tweeting about his butt after that, and I felt real bad. I was like, I'm going to delete this. <laughs> but do you really? No, I do feel bad. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, maybe he wants to get the word out there that that is not his real butt. Maybe he does. That's fair, because that is a big old booty. It it was. It was a big, big butt. (laughs) You may have done him a mitzvah. Maybe I did. (laughs) But I don't think so, because of the parentheses. (laughs) Well. Yes. Speaking of mitzvahs, (laughs) or whatever is the opposite of a mitzvah, I may have broken up a man's marriage before it started this week. (laughs) Oh. And how did we achieve this, Alex? Uh, well, I was in the comic shop. Is this your new superpower? 
It's my old superpower at work, thank you. It's just a part of it. I was in... One of the many services he offers. The comic shop last weekend. And I went in on Sunday, and I went in like 6.30, and Oxford closes at 7. Mm-hmm. I figure it'll be nice and quiet. I'll just get in and out, hang out a few minutes, say hi right. at the end. They were slammed. It was oh. balls to the wall in there. Wow. It sounds painful. And... Yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> Especially with all way. those comics. Like, I'm thinking paper cuts. Well, be- Ooh. and their <laughs> shelves are kind of pointy. Ooh. Um... Ouch. No. So one one of the 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 ma- one of the two managers, the one who I'm I'm kind of friends with, was helping this guy find comics, and the guy had come in and had started out asking about, uh, you know, I, I loved the X Men cartoon in the '90s. What you know, what should I pick up and read that would kind of let me use that knowledge I have and build from there? And Zach's helping him out, and eventually the phone rings, and he gets called away because there's no one else free to go answer the phone. So he grabs it and leaves me standing there talking to this guy. <laughs> and the guy asks me how the Poe Dameron book is. I'm like, well, it's fine. It doesn't do much new and interesting. And this man says to me, oh, well, that won't do. I, I, I That sounds like it might be kind of boring, and I definitely don't want to be bored on my honeymoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to be, bro. He continues, what I really want is like eight eight or nine series that I can try and, and you know pick up collections of and read while I'm on my honeymoon for entertainment. Now, oh. if I were a good person. <laughs> if I were a good You would have person. shown him the definition of boning down on your phone? Well, maybe not. Because I, oh, okay. I don't have unlimited data. Okay, okay. Um... But I probably would have said, oh, well, yeah, you've got a good point there, and got on about my business and not enabled him. But as apparently the backlogger is chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, I would have guessed that. He <laughs> did walk out of there with about a dozen trades. Oh, Jesus. In my defense, I made sure one of them was Saga, even though it had no nostalgic value, because he specifically wanted to read things on his honeymoon that were properties from his childhood. Oh, that's too uh, bad. There are so I, many things like, wrong I, with I, this story. I'm thinking like like about the only thing I, like sex criminals would probably be appropriate. Right? <laughs> saga in his hands. I figured if yeah, he gets right, through yeah. the first volume of right. Saga, he'll learn what sex is. Okay. <laughs> if you go into a comic shop to find shit to read on your honeymoon with your brand new wife <sighs> or husband, maybe like, you shouldn't have gotten married. I, I, I'm thinking like maybe a plane, the part of the plane trip, but. Like that would That's be a like real the, long plane trip, though. Um, mm. Not twelve bucks. No, 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 no. no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe one yeah. that you read on the plane, and right. that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you are this guy's wife and you listen to this podcast, well, maybe it wasn't a problem. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just uh, or husband. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Poor, poor person. Yeah. Aw. Well, maybe they're going to read them together, and that's part of it. No, their there was no we in this oh, conversation. Lord. It was an I. It was Ouch. always first person that's... singular. Bro, bro, yeah. give me a minute, bro. Um, nah, don't do that. I think it's too late. Oh, God. So, yeah. Uh, pretty sure I broke up a man's marriage. <laughs> um, I'm but gonna... hey. I'm going to go ahead and say maybe they needed that. Maybe. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, you know, I, 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 in all fairness, 
I'm really not sure it was you that did that. To, I'm, to pretty, quote, I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> I enabled it. Uh, yeah, well, to, to quote one of the, the great uh, detective characters of the last decade, you'll thank me later. <laughs> In my own personal masochism, I also passed the 24,000 pages of comics read this year, Mark, oh. this week. Oof. I'm not even keeping track. 1,100 books, 22 pages apiece, 24,200 oh. pages. That noise. He's not far away from being halfway done, though. Yeah. I wrote 150 a couple days ago. There yep. you go. Uh, I am on track to break about 50,000 pages. Prop, props to you, man. Uh, just, okay. Yeah. So. So comics. Yeah, comics. We read those. Those, those things that we talk about sometimes. Yeah, I know. I was getting there. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, Look, I don't have fun New York stories, and I don't think anyone wants to listen to me bitch about set building. I can keep talking. <laughs> yes, we know. We know. <laughs> and that's fine after we record. I don't think that's why anyone's here. I do have to mention a few things okay. later. If, All you right. know. Okay. Cool. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the Lazarus contract. Ooh. Teen Titans number eight and Deathstroke number 19. So... Before we get into spoilers, why did you guys think? Um, I was I was still a bit uncertain of as to where exactly where this was going with the Teen Titans book, mm-hmm. which was the part two, right? Yep. Uh, number three, really. I mean that that pretty well tells you what's yeah. what's going on. Yeah, Deathstroke was much yeah. better written than yeah. Teen Titans. I agree. I, agree I mean, it was well. still good, but I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Well, it, it's really the first book. In the first issue of these three, that really tells you what's going on and where mm-hmm. it's going, right. right? Has any sort of real character moment in it, right? So I'm I'm with you on this. Yeah, I I mean, and I liked uh, I liked Wally's conversation with which one? Huh? Which Wally? Oh, <laughs> well, when I tell you with uh, uh, Jericho. Okay. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. I yeah. liked that. Yeah. Yeah. That was super good. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of feelings about these characters. I think maybe I don't need to read Deathstroke or something. Mm, As no, somebody you, who you grew do. up with a shitty father, like those, that that had some feelings. Oh, there, oh, there's definitely okay. emotion in it. I was oh, going to say yeah. this this issue is not necessarily the best indicator of Deathstroke in general, but no, that actually attracts. Yeah, no, it well. was it was Jericho's yeah. conversation. Like, I accept yeah. the man he is, and I fight every day not to be that man. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I identify oh, yeah. so hard with that. Yeah, that is that is a big piece of Deathstroke. Yeah. Right, is that that family dynamic and emotion and yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's clearly been building to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that they could do that in like in one page, that was good. Uh-huh. That was good, good shit. Definitely, I yeah. The, however, I will say the the other conversation between Wally and Damien was also <laughs> very, very yeah. <laughs> Damien's such a little asshole. He is He's Mother Teresa a... over here, whose <laughs> superpower is apparently now being gullible. Great, <laughs> poor Wally, poor yeah. little Wally. I did I did like the Damien and Dick Grayson bit. I always yeah. love Damien and Dick. Together. Yes. Yeah, those. The, the, yes, their chemistry is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler time. Uh, sure. All right. If you haven't read it yet, you know what to do. 
So, remember me saying there was a big spoiler from, like, Emerald City or C2E2 yes, or something? Yes, I do remember you saying that. From this mm-hmm. story? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Slade gets Speed Force powers. Yep. That was the thing. That was the thing that was spoiled for me. Wow. Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like they're probably not going anywhere, going anywhere anytime soon. So, he keeps them. I think so. That scares oh, the shit snap. out of me. Because, they, and, and I mean, seriously. Because he like, killed like 15 people yeah, well, in a second. And like him and Wally, like, I mean, straight up, you know, he's like, yeah, you've always had your, you know, your speed to, to basically it's your, it's your power. It's what allows you to do what you do. Uh, yeah. How about fighting someone that's equally as fast as you? And, and oh, by the way, I'm a trained, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, I'm a trained killer. <laughs> and Wally runs away. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, he does the smart thing. (laughs) Yes, he does. I mean, yeah, it is a smart thing, but like, damn. If you look at it, most people in this universe have like six years of experience superheroing. Wally has twice that. Yeah. Yeah. Wally is technically now the most experienced crime fighter in the universe. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe Superman now. He's got more history after Superman Reborn. Right. But... Wally and when Superman. they folded that back in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he's hard enough just to run away from Fast Death Stroke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, well, hmm. I don't know. Barry Allen, because he kept all his. But it doesn't seem like his experience of it has changed. He's just remembered who Wally is. Right? Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, it, it gave it gave me some feels to see Ravager again, though. Yeah, yeah, his, his son. I was mm-hmm. I was Teen Titans in the eighties. The Marvel was a huge part. Uh, I mean, I, that it was at the time without question my favorite comic. Uh, and you know, that Ravager was like issue two, one and two was, and it was oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has lots of feels for me. We also we also learn that uh, Deathstroke and Dick have a secret arrangement they that do. none of the other Titans yeah, know about. Yeah, that's. And you know what? It was funny. That felt very Batman like to me. Uh-huh. It did. Yeah, like probably more than anything. Like it kind of was like oh, you know, because Dick has especially recently really shown himself to have a very different personality Batman and like you know he's not following in his shoes and that whole kind but like that made you go kind of whoa well and I think it's important that that happened while he was still Robin yes because you get the whole that's true aren't you aren't you an adult now adult now maybe it's time to stop dressing like a yard bird yard bird (laughs) I can speak in everything can you no (laughs) I'm sorry yeah but he's gonna keep trying that's good that's good I will sally forth that's all. Yeah, I, I don't. I hate that he's like keeping this from people and telling Damien there can be no light between us, and he's got this fucking secret. Uh-huh. I'm gonna fucking hit you. I know that he's a spy and all espionage and shit like that, but no. And Omen knows that he's lying. Yeah. 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 Girl, call him out. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, I can't, I, yeah, I'm looking forward. I was gonna to say I'm ready week. for part four yeah. next week. Yep. This will be interesting. And I'm, I'm super excited about where it goes after that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's next? Uh, what did you guys think of the last part of the button? You want to weigh in on that before we 
Um, go any further? We, I mean, we were t- we were discussing it just a little bit before the show. I think you guys uh, last week hit most of the same beats that I would. That mm-hmm. were, you know, the Batman not responding to the bat signal and Quentin starting oh. to look like he's questioning. Yeah, it was really yeah. good and emotional. There were some parts where I was like, uh, no, but yeah, it, I thought it was cool. pretty damn fantastic. Cool. Yeah, I, I had kind of the same reaction you did. I don't know. I, it didn't occur to me necessarily specifically Johnny Thunder, but I was thinking that, you know, hit, that Jay Garrick's anchor is going to be someone in the JSA, most mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So good. Well, then let's Agreed. talk about something from last week that uh, we didn't get to on that episode Secret Empire number two. Secret Empire All right. number two. What'd you think? Duh. Oh my god. It is so uh, it's so good. I still really really like the, and, and this is the, I I'm probably like the most opposite person on the whole planet of everyone else because I really like this story in this setup. There's some things about it that are really really frightening me off with what where they're going, the direction they're headed in though. I just it's not frightening me off, but it is frightening me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I absolutely love this whole build up they've done and the changing his reality and that, like that all. I, I can buy into that if you, but you have to buy into the whole thing. You can't just look at just a single piece of it, right? Um. So the setup is wonderful. I just and you know what? It made me think back to Civil War two. I think Marvel, in my opinion, Marvel has a problem landing things. They can't, they the setup is beyond wonderful, and we had that with Civil War too. Like I, the first couple of issues were great, and then they just they couldn't take it somewhere that I liked. Okay. Yeah. I think this is making Civil War two better for me. Not good, still not yeah. good, but better for me. Just I, because of all the shit that they're. Ex- explaining they're pulling almost. out yeah bit, they're like yeah. this is why shit gone bad i don't know that i can go that far yeah um i'm still on board with this i will say this playing injustice 2 last week which i've had exactly four hours of downtime in the past week i used them to play through the campaign of injustice for injustice 2 um and having gone back and read the first trade of injustice mm-hmm. I should not like that book. And I mention it because I think, by contrast, it explains definitely the issue I've had with really, really, this is true of both civil wars, um, but especially too. It is so much the idea versus the idea and lacks any real meaningful character. Mm, yeah. Like. The thing that makes the Injustice comic work is it is a story about Batman and Superman's friendship. Yes. Superman has his one mm-hmm. bad day, and everything that happens in that comic is about the two of them, either Batman trying to reach out and Superman smacking his hand away. Yep. Even the <laughs> one moment where Superman wants to reach out to Bruce, he doesn't. He goes and he finds Selina Kyle and says, you need to be there for him because I can't right now. And she even says, yeah, you can, you two boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't feel like Secret Empire is completely missing the personal, but I feel like Secret Empire has less of the personal than Captain America Steve Rogers did setting it up. 
So in that way, that's right? Fair. Yeah. That's what, fair. In that way, I think what you're saying, Brian, makes sense to me. That may be what I'm talking about. I still think overall, I like this more than you have. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see more of that personal come in because the personal moments that have been there, like the Steve Rogers, uh, what's his name, abomination or a bomb, the whisperer. Oh, Doctor Foster's? No. What are you? Mm-mm. Rick Jones. Yeah. Oh, Rick. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the okay. Steve Rogers Rick Jones scene. Yeah. Oh, I kept yeah. wanting to say Rick Flag, and I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say Rick Astley. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm glad to see, no. by the way, that notcomicsology.com <laughs> goes to the correct place now. Um, Thanks, Mike. Uh, like, that, to me, is still the best scene of the three Counting Free Comic Book Day, or four Counting Free Comic Book Day and Zero issues that we've had, is still that scene, because that's the most personal scene. Um, I like this fine. I think the end is interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes, and I think from there we go yes, to spoiler spoilers. Term. Spoiler like time. I can't, I can't talk about this without spoilers. Yeah. It, oh it, my god, that last page. Again, that that's part of what gives me concern. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. It it it, it feels like it could very easily be a comic book cop out to the to the story they have set up. I have two theories. I mean, it could be. Right. But I have faith in Nick Spencer. Yes. This is this is that's the my hope. Overrunning that is my theory. hope. By the way. Um, I have two theories. Okay. One we talked about beforehand, that yeah. it is like ultimate Steve Rogers has shown up. Or mm-hmm. kind of 1B, maybe somehow the Zola universe that Steve was trapped in uh, before he was de-aged, fragmented, and it's the same Steve who was there come back. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Or B, maybe when they fragmented Kobik again that fragmented Steve and there is more That's than what one I think. Steve running around now. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I The other certainly would explain it. Yeah. I don't think... Here's the thing. They, they've done so much with the setup with Kobik being mm-hmm. so central to how all of this came about. Yeah. They've almost got to have Kobik in the resolution of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. I'm so sorry. I just, I'm really excited. And then, I mean, that led pretty directly into the... the into this week, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers yeah. 17. Mm-hmm. It did. Right. Which, um, I'm going to sit this one out because I read it and I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about the way it started. It was it was a very different issue, first of all. I mean, it really felt, it almost felt like a Secret Empire one-shot is what it kind of felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it makes this weird effort to tie Secret Empire all the way back to the first Civil War. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that landed funny for me about it is... I don't... It doesn't make sense to me that Steve would be this confrontational in his chance to win public support. And this leads to the comment that I made last time we were talking about Secret Empire, is some of the choices he seems to be making now don't fit Captain America, which is what was so impressive to me about the buildup that happened. Unless in this this fracturing of Steve Rogers, yeah. that, which is what I think is oh. happening, it's pulling all of the the, the Steve that we know yeah. out of this version. Well, and that uh, this is what I was going to allow that for. W- yeah, I had not considered that. If that would be that would be pretty fantastic, we- actually, because that would explain the personality change that I don't like. Yeah. Right. 
I could then be very accepting of because it, there's a very clear reason why that change happened. Yeah. Ooh, hey, I like it. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I mentioned a second ago. If you've got that pendulum swinging and then Kobic fractures, yeah. then maybe it splits. Mm-hmm. All right. And you end up with lawful evil and... I'm voting for this now. Lawful good <laughs> or chaotic good or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever bearded Steve turns up to be. Bearded <laughs> Safari Steve. G.I. <laughs> <G>. Steve. <laughs> with the Kung Fu grip. Yeah. Whoa now. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Just, uh, right. But kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think real good, but not yeah. not the first few pages. And then the very last page. I didn't I don't care about this reporter. Right. Like if uh, I cared about her, then maybe that would be different, but I do not yeah. like her, period, the end and done. I didn't like her in Civil War and I don't like her now. No. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm I'm with you there. Bring me somebody I care about, please. And bring, I I get why they chose her Kingpin. because of that history with with yeah. Steve from that. But she, they could have picked a completely yeah. new character, and I would have cared about them more. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh hell yeah! Oh, God, that would Although be he's probably under the bubble. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the whole mm, tweet about it. Just stop. Just like no. Shut up. Stop. Yeah, yeah Twitter's gonna be furious, and I get that. That is where our world really is right now. So, so stupid. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I'll just right. yes. Yep. <laughs> Parentheses. Yes. Parentheses. Yes. New York abstains courteously. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been a while since I've made a musical theater reference on here. It's been a few episodes. It's fair. Yeah. yeah really. I uh, got a lawyer into a false sense of security. <laughs> Uh, you know what did sneak in this week that was unexpected? What? Another issue of Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh, oh man. Oh, gosh. Thank goodness. Uh, like, uh, well, please, Matthew, do something to get this book out more often because it is so good. <laughs> I, I, I'm i trying to think of what I would sacrifice him working on to just get more of this. <sighs> but there's like nothing. He's, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and like, I Damn get you, it. Matt. Why you gotta be so good? <laughs> if you're running a creator-owned book and also working multiple books for Marvel to pay the bills and build the career, yeah. like you've gotta meet, yeah. you've gotta meet the publishing schedule of your corporate overlords. I get it. I do. Very look, sad for it, myself. Very happy for him. Yes. <laughs> and angry. Do not take this the wrong way because I love Black Mask's books in general, but it's not like he's the only person in that publisher who takes their time. No, that's true. Um, but this I is think, the one I, th- I think honestly, I care about the most. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the things the creators probably like about Black yeah. Mask is that they can take their time. Yeah. And, I mean, Kim and Kim pretty well stuck to a schedule. Yeah. And maybe Jade Street, although I feel like there's an issue of it that still has to come out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but a, a lot of those books take their time, and that's okay. Yeah, if it, it is, gives it us is. quality, fine. But, yep. Yep. Oh, I need more, and I need more soon. There's yes. one issue left of this, right? I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. Maybe in the last so issue, good. we'll finally see the bank. <laughs> and they'll walk into it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, do we have anything other than that to say? About it? Uh, just, I mean, super, super humor, like always, yeah. and the characters are just developing more and more personality. Yeah, and watching Paige with her dad, watching her dad go through all that stuff, yeah. dealing with the fact that his daughter knows that he's a bank robber, that that yeah. he's a bad dude. He knows that she knows that he's not telling the truth. Uh, yep. <laughs> and we still have the absolutely brilliant sound effect. <laughs> modifier when she punches him and the sound effect for punching him is douche douche yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or when burger smashes the toy with a rock dick move yes exactly <laughs> burger's such a bastard he really uh, is and we all know that kid yep we, <laughs> some yes of, we do some of us know and am related to or possibly are that kid yeah. occasionally not in my experience. No, well, with my brothers, yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, that's survival of the fittest. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it's Darwin. That's different. That's being the youngest sibling. Yes. So it's not a thing I know about, but I'm a benevolent oldest sibling. That's so good. That's good. You did good. You did it, it the right yeah. way. <laughs> I bet you never got punched and then ran away. Oh well, no, that definitely happened. Yeah. Okay. But. No, I had an older sibling. I, I got you sat know which on. sibling it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got all sat on the time. a lot. Uh, all the time. And, and yeah, no. Actual torture growing up. My youngest brother and I actually spent like six months practicing like fake stage slaps and things like that. Just so that we could get to the point where I could walk into the room and look like I'm slapping him across the face and walking out just to freak out our parents. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was about eight or ninth, eighth or ninth grade when my sister like was not able to do those things anymore. <laughs> and the dynamic changed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Once I hit high school, my brother yeah. was, uh, he didn't want to torture me half right. as much. Yes. Because I was a sportsy kid. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on four kids? No. Nah, so good. Go, yeah. Please read this book. Yes. And if you, it, uh, you can wait for the trade, but you have to read it. Yeah. You're going to wait for a long time for that you trade. You are, Come but, on. you know. Well, one more issue, maybe, one so, like, issue, you know, yeah. another four months. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think I'm the only one who read this this week, but The Archies, number one. It was fun. It was a good read. I would not hate seeing an ongoing for this. Uh, if I had to pick between this and Jughead, and Jughead the Hunger getting an ongoing, it would be Jughead the Hunger. Okay. All right. Uh, I liked this. It felt... A little redundant to a couple of beats in Archie, and a little redundant, a lot redundant to Josie and the Pussycats, which I think is a lot funnier. Did you read the first? Oh, one I finally? read the first trade. I this told week. you. Um, I spent like three days thinking about this dumb aside that Melody has that is maybe the most perfect line in any comic ever. Who fired Chekhov's gun? Was it Constantine again? <laughs> Because in this one dumb aside, and they could have picked any random Russian name. They, they could have. Constantine uh -huh. specifically to encapsulate in this one dumb aside the entire tortured working history of Chekhov and Stanislavski. That's wonderful. It made me so happy. I actually tweeted at uh, uh, the writers on this book, and I was like, I don't know which one of you came up with this line, but it is perfect and the best line ever, and I love it, and thank you. And also Debt Butt, though. Oh, no, wait, that was me. That was you. That was you. Um, but this was a fun book. This was told a you, solid yeah. one-shot, The Archies. Um, cool. If you're interested, pick it up. Speaking of Matthew Rosenberg co-writing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Your Detective, 957. We have the beginning of a new arc. 
Uh, we do, and this is uh, this kind of feels almost like a uh, almost a standalone issue, just with the, or maybe it was more of a setup issue, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in between. But this is really all about spoiler. Well, it's the first time in a few issues we've seen her, so it catches us up with where she is, how she's operating. It does, and it, and it really, uh, I mean, this is the one that gives you the insight as to why she left the team and what her motivation is at this point yeah. and how she's dealing with that. Right. Yeah. And we beat a potential new ally for her, which Stephanie Brown, if you're listening, don't trust him. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Yes. Don't go into the house. <laughs> <laughs> don't go into the house alone. <laughs> oh no. It's anarchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Girl, come on. We don't know. Like, we don't know if she's going to join up with him. But we know he's still mentioned in the solicits in August. Oh, no. Well, in all fairness, we know she doesn't want him touching her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's at least that intelligent. She's at least that intelligent, yes. Uh. But this is a fun issue. I I, I like and, it. And here's the thing: knowing as the audience what we do about Tim Drake, yes, it really has me excited about what kind of development this character can do, and what those reactions are going to be when she does inevitably find out. And when he, well, or the flip side, if he shows back up and walks in on this going on, what is he going to? Right, say? Uh, it's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole character dynamic amongst that whole setup. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see where this one goes. How about Wicked and Divine 455 AD? Jenna, we're talking. This is a really different and odd it's book. Very odd. It is. It had a different voice it, to completely. me. And I was like, did did Gillen write this? Um, you know what and, it makes. And ma- he did. But it, he did. You know what it really makes me think and. Thinking back on the other one shot that we had now, right? Also, mm-hmm. it makes me think that maybe each time they have a a reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. Each time they come back, they are really very, like like the hosts that they come into make them very very different oh, people. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the like two, their attitude, everything. Mm-hmm. The other thing the two one shots have in common is while the ongoing deals with a lot of like concert culture and internet culture mm-hmm. and sort of pop idol, Twitter star mm-hmm. stuff. Both of the other, both of the one shots frame themselves around literature mm-hmm. and around oh, yeah. myth and history. And you have people talking about Shelley and, and uh, others in whatever year the first of these two one shots yeah, was said. 14. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Um, in here it's Caesar and how history will remember this chapter and what history can and can't remember from right. from what happens here. Right. Um, and they talk about Nero and they talk about all sort of the mad rulers. Well, if you think about it in all of them, in all three of them, it is the popular or legendary figures of yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it makes sense if what you're talking about in sort of in terms of cultural narrative 
is different in each uh, is a different form of narrative in each of these time periods it would make sense that the voice of the story would change from one to the next right it does and and i i don't think we're saying it's bad by any no, stretch no, no, it's no. just it, it's i it, think it's intentional i think it is too and we found out some shit though yeah like we know at least one thing definitely and that made me upset what's that they gonna die oh yeah I mean, it was kind of up in the air because you know you don't know if maybe uh uh old hag lady what's her name um Nike. yeah Nike yeah. is is lying to them or what but yeah they're they gonna die um although there is one thing that is different in modern time now than has ever happened 13th before. god yep yeah well and Anaki's gone yeah and she did which so. has never happened before right <laughs> they tried here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if maybe Correct. maybe she's not that dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had a plan to fake it. No, I think she did. I do too. And I think, I, she I think it's is, the fact but... that there is a thirteenth God. Yeah. 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 I think that's what has broken this cycle somehow. I still think they're gonna die. We'll see. And I you you may very well be right. Mm-hmm. See it's funny. I, I remembering like the original interviews and sort of press cycle when this book came out it was never a question to me whether they would die or not i never believed they wouldn't so it's okay. interesting no, i i i, when, I didn't first... start reading it until the trade came out yeah but... right i would say through the first three trades even i i didn't have any doubt i thought completely it was a yeah that's how it's gonna I end i didn't until all the 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 shit with Anunki and Minerva and all that. Yeah. Yes, that's when that's and when Tara. you start kind of doubting. Right. Yeah, maybe there is some right. different. Yeah, a glimmer of hope, and then he snatched that oh. hope away. See, <laughs> and maybe this is just my brain. I never got hopeful at that. At, as soon as Anunki was out of the picture, even though I don't like or trust Anunki, mm-hmm. my response was, "Oh well, they are doubly fucked now because right. none of them has a clue." So right. so dead. Everything, everything yeah. in the world, so so dead. Um, I, I, I just that upped the impending doom for me. Yeah. So, but that's. Yeah, maybe you don't want to kill the one person who actually knows what the fuck is going on, yeah. even if they have lied to you a lot. Yeah. Uh. Not, not the smartest play. No. Regardless, the one shot really, really good. Yeah. 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 And it does do some informing. Oh, Infamous Iron Man. This was a fun read this week. This was so good. It was. I really enjoyed it. Damn it. We have the first meeting of Riri Williams and Dr. Doom. Yeah. I'm not liking the fact that the books that I'm finding Riri Williams in, I really like her. Why are you not liking that? Because it makes them want to read Invincible Iron Man. Invincible Iron Man. I don't want to get any more books. First trade's out this week. Shut up. There you go. Just Damn you, backlogger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I do love his. I. And I, I, I know we've said it before, but like it's, it is so clear in this issue in particular, his personality right now is the best thing that has ever happened to that yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it is so wonderful. I love Tony's whole don't don't start a fight. Don't mm-mm, you don't want to do this. Trust me, he's very powerful. Don't hit him. And then later, hit him. 
Yeah. Hit him good. <laughs> to be fair, who cares? Just Dr. Doom consented at that point. <laughs> right. He was, literally, he was asking for it. Right. <laughs> Come on, hit me. Hit me with this exact repulsor blast. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, level nine should, uh, should do it. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Hit him. <laughs> Give him all you got. I love it. Uh, Tony's AI might be my favorite Tony. It's all of his cleverness and wit without all the baggage. See, in there him. are things you don't know. Not having read Invincible Iron Man about okay. the Tony Stark AI. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Oh no! Yeah. Then, then, then don't Soon. tell me, and I'll just continue to enjoy what I'm what I'm experiencing now. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to make it less enjoyable, okay. but there's there are other things happening. Oh no! Yeah. Well, does it have anything to do with what happened in this book? Not a damn thing. Oh, I mean, it may eventually, because Bendis is writing both, but not explicitly, not okay. on the surface. Okay. Because I will say at the end of this book, I was like, no, shut up. Okay, I do, <laughs> are we, are at some spoiler point, spoiler town? Yeah, because I want to ask you a specific question now. All right. Uh, next up, <laughs> spoiler town. Jump forward if you haven't read it. All right. Um, so, what's your opinion of Reed Richards now? Is it, is it? Ultimate re-Richards. Oh, that's not still, what I thought you were it, gonna. Well, that's not either. Um, <laughs> or is it? I mean, I think as you pointed out last time, his text balloons are normal. Normal case. I. And the conversation he had with Ben about the things that he tells him. Yeah, and... I, w- I will put it this way: if if you took the question of normal case versus all caps text boxes out of the question. Mm-hmm. I would 100% assume this was a trick by the maker. Yeah. But I'm not so sure. And I think there are very few people with weight at Marvel who could get to sneak the regular Reed Richards in and it not be a big press cycle, but Bendis is the first on the list who could get away with it. Yep. Um, and most people probably aren't going to pay that much attention to the text balloon. Front. Right. So... In a vacuum, I'd say, oh, no, no way. But like, if they're following the rules that they used in earlier issues, yeah, it has to be. Well, And, and that's the fact. The fact that they did have it at, yeah. at some point. And if they're yeah. not following their own rules, that is bullshit. Yeah. Well, and like, Bendis knows this rule. Because Bendis, Bendis wrote Spider-Man. And in Spider-Man, Peter Parker spoke in all caps. And everyone in the Ultimate Universe spoke in... Regular capitalization. Yeah. Like, he's done it with Miles Morales when other books have happened. Like, he, he knows. He knows this rule. He knows this rule probably better than any other writer at Marvel. Because he jumps back and forth between the two more than anybody. Right. Save maybe Hickman. Right. Um. So, yeah, like, if they're playing by their own rules, it, it has to be 616 Reed. Oh, my God. And what implications does that have? Um, I mean, it seems to imply that there's maybe something wrong with Sue. Because mm-hmm. he dodges that question. Yeah. Big time. Uh, beyond that, I mean, I don't know. Like, given... So let's talk about the other part of it. Okay. The, the vision that Doom has. Yeah. That's the part that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, in which we see the awesome facial hair bro convergence. <laughs> bro convergence. Yep. Nice. 
<laughs> Sorry, I can't even. Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme. Which I honestly what? feel like there's precedent for. I feel like Bendis used him in an issue of, of one of his X-Men books. Oh. I feel like Bendis has used that iteration of Tony once before. It was just hilarious because he it looked... It was. I mean, I, I was 100% oh, Stephen Strange. What? No? What? No? And he even seated the awesome facial hair bros joke in the last yeah. Invincible Iron Man volume. <laughs> or international... Maybe that was International Iron Man. Yes. One of the two. But uh, I think... I mean, it, it it all comes down to whether or not it's the real read or not. If it's right. the real read, then you end up with like Reed and Ben versus Tony and Doom, with either Ultimate Reed aligned with Six One Six Reed and Ben, or as a third party. Which I would have to think he was a third party at that point. I would have to think so too. Yeah. Um. Or you end up with it is ultimate read right. all along which is I think maybe the less interesting cleaner version of the story but, mm, but mm. less interesting by far definitely left it I would yes. Um, yes. I in truth don't totally know where this goes now I do have a weird theory right now and I'm going to use this to mention it because of the maker whether or not he's in this issue himself or not uh, I have this weird suspicion that they are building toward making a new Marvel Universe or a new Ultimate Universe. Right, you kind of mentioned that. Um, for one, a bunch of Ultimate characters have been popping up lately. Not only do you have Miles. Right. You have... Uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, may, well, maybe. maybe. Right, this one, right. But you maybe. have Jimmy Howlett in X-Men Blue. Oh, right, yes. Mm -hmm. You have Odinson. You have the Ultimate Thor. Mm-hmm showing up in Mighty Thor right now. You have Jessica Jones on the verge of realizing there are other universes out there. And they've shown teasers of the maker. I forget if it was in Avengers or Champions or what, but one of those coming up in this series oh, right. in the number yep. ones. You have mm -hmm. him holding... Like a scale or like a universe in his hand, and it's the ultimate universe. Oh like no! He mentions this is the ultimate universe, like in a text bubble in that panel. Wow! Mm -hmm. So part of me wonders if maybe Marvel is getting ready to with with generations coming up, kind of split. Here's the classic Marvel universe, and here are all these young legacy versions of characters, and maybe break them apart into two different things. I don't know. I'm I'm 100% guessing just based on things that seem to show up more and more and more lately. But maybe this bends into the and if it would make sense for anyone to set that up, it would be Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. And it would it would I don't want to say solve, it would simplify a lot of the criticisms from kind of both sides of people because yeah. I mean people do tend to be aligning with I want my classic Marvel heroes and you know the set and the other and those who are like uh, no this, I, I just love this new stuff that's out yeah. right now and this kind of allows them to separate those and yeah. you know well, feed both sides of that <laughs> I think there's a way to make it work without doing that sure but, but 
what it what ends up happening if they do that is they have their classic versions and they have their 12 spider-man books and we get four or five books with the younger characters mm-hmm. in different formations of teams right which wouldn't be my first choice but it beats canceling them outright yeah oh, that's for sure if that's what sales numbers dictate so i don't know this is pure speculation but it's something to think about and there are all these weird ultimate elements popping up lately um, was there was there something in X Men Blue this week other than Jimmy Howlett? You read that, right? Uh, I did. Um, that was no, that was by far the big okay. piece of it. I feel like there was some other ultimate something that popped up this week that I read about, but I don't remember or know what. So instead, let's talk about well. Secret... Uh, I mean, the last panel of it. Oh no, that wasn't it. Okay. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was maybe a solicitation that came out this week. Ah. I think there's a solicitation for the Avengers that hints at something from the Ultimate Universe. Coming. All right. All right, let's talk about Secret Warriors, which I probably should have mentioned with Secret Empire and Captain Steve. Yeah. But it's a different enough thing. Like It's part of it, but it's... Still thinking you're still liking this? I really am. And it's surprising me that I'm still it liking it. It surprises me that you're still liking it because you know yeah. what this reminds me so much of? What? Which is a thing that I overall like. It reminds me so much of Agents of Shield. No. I mean, unless it got like It got a lot real, better. Real real better. It got real real better. Okay. I could see that. Uh, yeah, I could see that. And it may be in part because it's Daisy leading a team and it takes certain revisions to her backstory that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. made and codifies them. Okay. See, and uh, she's I, probably my least favorite part of all of this, but she, I still like her. Yeah. It's fine. I'm telling you what, Karnak is killing me. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I said this earlier and I texted Jim this earlier this week, but I read Karnak in Lucky Yates' voice in this book and it is so perfect. Yep. Dr. Krieger on Archer. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Shotgun, shotgun. Middle back. (laughs) Nobody calls middle back. Well, they would if they recognized that in a collision it's the safest place to sit. (laughs) What's Karnak doing back there? Is he sleeping too? No, he's just staring at me. Yeah, it sounds like Karnak. (laughs) Of course he is. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm really liking most people in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that they walk right into a trap. Yeah, of course they do. It's beautiful. Because they're too good. They're just mm-hmm. too good. They gotta help people. <laughs> hey, Daisy knew better. Yeah. It was like, no, uh uh-uh, uh, no. This is dumb. Do this. this is dumb. This it's is dumb stupid. Why are we doing it? And, and, and girl, plus, I don't want to fight the monkey. Her <laughs> <laughs> oh, running monkey. away. Oh. <laughs> and then Karnak just kicking it. <laughs> oh. Never show compassion for your enemy. <laughs> And we get man thing. We do. Yeah, that was unexpected. That whole thing was unexpected. Yeah, I nobody expects it. the howling commando. <laughs> okay, I mean now, and then at, at the end when they when they drive off after right, we we have that bottom panel there. And did did anybody? Which I mean, I don't know if you guys even remember this cartoon, but like it so made me go directly to a cartoon. Can I see tuxedo? No. <laughs> grape ape. Oh, grape ape, grape ape. Where he would jump on top of the van yeah. and they would ride off. Yes, yeah. yes. I was like, oh my god. 
It was adorable. <laughs> Put him in a horse trailer. Kind of. Kind of. Kind like he's of. on top of the damn horse trailer. Come on. As this is somehow less conspicuous. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you can't go anywhere with a gigantic fucking red dinosaur. No. And not be noticed. You just can't. Just the fact ask, that they made it as far as they did. Just ask the Red Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you read that, by the way? No. I, okay. No. Uh, I'm it, a, I think I'm a couple behind. Okay. They, uh, as a side note, got to wear a bunch of like DC villain armor. The Green Ranger <laughs> geared up in Lex's power suit. <laughs> it was super cool. Nice. Yes, I need to get caught up in that. Yeah. Um, that book was so much fun. Hey, Jen, tell me about Star-Lord Annual number one. All right. This this takes place after like all of the grounded stuff. They've all gotten mm-hmm. back together, but Star-Lord um, is running from his half-sister. So he takes off without the team, and it tells you all this in the beginning, so I'm yeah. not spoiling anything for you. Um, and he lands on this... He crash lands on this planet, and it's, it is literally Chip Zdarsky writing... Western Star Lord, <laughs> writing a, a Western with Star Lord, okay. a space awesome. Western. Right. It was pretty damn fantastic. That um, great. and you see a bunch of, you find out what happens definitely, definitely, definitely with a character from the Marvel universe, and it kind of made me a little weepy a little bit, um, because of I don't want to tell you because it spoils the whole book. The whole annual, if I tell Did you... Did you say which character even, or is that going to spoil it? It would spoil it. Okay. Yep. But it was really good. And when you when you see that character finally being, like, accepting and happy, oh, it was great. Cool. It was super great. I, I recommend everybody go read. Even even if you don't really know what the hell's going on with Star-Lord right now, it's fine. It's a fine well, little And this trade ought to be out soon. I'm sure the annual yeah. will be in the trade with the rest oh, of Star-Lord. Be. It should be. Well, while we're on the subject of Guardians of the Galaxy, did either of you read all new Guardians number two? I know. Mm, I, I read the not. first one. No, I didn't. Yeah, I read the first one. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing neither of you read I Am Groot number one. No. Well. How did I miss that one? All new Guardians number two uh, is even better than the first one. They are breaking into the collector's stronghold, which, tell me if this sounds familiar has its various wings and halls and staircases designed to rearrange themselves as you go and is policed by uh dementors yes <laughs> actually yes. i, was I knew to, that's where you're going i was gonna say spooky ghost things and black robes but yeah dementors that will grab a hold of you and make you relive your worst memories oh yeah okay. yeah yeah dementors. okay yeah they never name check them they're like these these creatures that are called and get cut off like there were dementors yeah. in his castle yeah Nice. So he has been to Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed this issue a lot. There is a scene in which, as you will recall, Drax is now a pacifist. A mm-hmm. scene in which a guard shoots him and the energy bolt ricochets off him, hits the guard, knocks him off the stairs. And says, I am not responsible for your death. This will not be on my on my head. <laughs> wow. I tried to tell you not to shoot me. No, Drax. I think you're good. Yeah. Drax. Um, I Am Groot was, and look, I, I, I understand if this is a book that you passed over. I would have too, if not for the creative team, but it is the same creative team that started out Gwynpool. That's the same writer who still writes Gwynpool. 
Um, and it is pretty hilarious. And I love it. Nice. Um, the, the team, the Guardians, get pulled into this wormhole that drops them in this alternate dimension. And Groot ejects himself as they're on their way back out the wormhole. And then the wormhole closes. So he's alone oh, in no. this dimension. Baby Groot. Oh, no. Uh, and lands on this planet. And the first thing he thinks he sees are his teammates. And they're actually like bio-organic robots made to look like him that are part of some sort of security assistant protocol thing that are clearly like corrupted and are going to kill right. everybody. Right. Um, imagine an episode of Doctor Who if the Doctor were actually Groot. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. It's weird and really good and i'm not surprised because the creators on it but i'm surprised because groot does not seem like a viable character for a solo ongoing <laughs> no. see also the last Groot book i thought was fun but people misunderstanding i am groot uh over and over worth it and that's not the shtick here so okay cool yeah all right i enjoyed it i would recommend it if you are at all curious good gold X-Men Gold. Oh, X-Men Gold. I have to flip through this and remember yes. what the fuck happened. Sorry. Um, it's the first book I Gambit. read last week. Gambit, Gambit happened. Gambit yeah. happened, yeah. Yeah, I do remember Gambit. Yeah, yeah. he can he confronts uh, the person that hired him to go steal something. Yes. And imagine that things go horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. 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 And it ends with... it. it, it once you start reading this book, you know where it's going to end. Yeah. And it ends exactly there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's very descriptive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, you, if I, tra- you start talking about it, you're going to spoil it. A Trask hires a- him to track down a sentient nanovirus, or a potentially sentient nanovirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know where it's Nano going. Nanomachine. Yeah. yeah. And we find out that one of the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the, the brainwashed people. Uh-huh. Is not, in fact, a mutant. No. So what the hell is it? It's an alien, I think. And it looked kind of like a brood. Mm-hmm. Kind of did, didn't it? Um, I will say I had jumped off this book, and Jen talked me into jumping back on. And? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm good now. Yeah, I told you it, oh, yeah. it, it 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 solved the issues that it, it had. Did. It's like it's almost like it said, okay, you know what? We're going to spend about three issues doing that nostalgia and, and letting yeah. you reintroduce these and, you know, characters it still and, makes and feel those that. nods. It does, but it moves forward and it starts to feel like it's not like trying to rely different. on them. Yeah. Yes, correct. So mm-hmm. I am back on board for this one, which is good because we won't belabor it, but. Generation X, which I was very excited for, did not do it for me. Didn't me either. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We were not, I'm sorry. We were not impressed. But X Men Gold back on board, and we have a new artist with this issue, R.B. Silva, whose work is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they've announced a new permanent ongoing artist for it, but if it is him, I will not have any complaints. No. And I, I I love how they approach some of the things like the Serpent Society. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, like come on, <laughs> yeah. This good book, good good book. 
All right, Brian. Yes. You wanted to talk about the first issue of the second volume of Bubblegun. I did. So uh, this is, I think I mentioned this once before, that this is one I got when we were doing the Comic Bento. I ended mm-hmm. up with the trade for this. And I, like, complete and total surprise, really, really enjoyed that book. Uh, this is uh, volume two. It takes place, uh, it's going to be a five-issue run. Uh, it takes place so probably a couple months or so after, maybe or maybe six or eight months after, uh, and it picks up with the same character beats, and I am right back on board. I so, loved it. Remind those of us who maybe don't remember what this book is about. So this is, you know what I, I having read the the next chapter of it, I can tell you it reminds me almost of a as far as the the setup of it, like a rat queens in space in okay. science fiction cool. where there are these teams of kind of mercenaries who get hired for different jobs. And this is about one of those teams. Cool. Yes. Nice. Now it's, there's not kind of the zaniness that, that rat queens has sometimes. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yes. And the, that team dynamic in that, where they go on missions is, is pretty wonderful. I, I love it. As a matter of fact, what they're having to deal with is the repercussions of they had borrowed a ship to save someone in the at the end of the last arc, and they kind of blew the ship up. <laughs> so now they're having to do jobs for this person to pay off that debt. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, I may have left one off the list. Jim, did you want to talk about Saucer State, or did you want to... Um, I... I can. It was on your list. I just I don't think I actually asked you if you wanted I can, to talk about it. I can just in to say that it was I I feel like I really need to go back and read the first okay. volume. That was actually why I wanted to ask yep. cuz I was curious if you could just jump on here. You can. But you should. But you shouldn't. Okay. But you shouldn't. Cuz I did buy the first vol- the first trade of the first volume right. this week. And that's it was why very, I didn't read this. It was very good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I do like it and I do agree with the assessment that it is X-Files meets West Wing. All right. I'm still trying to wrap my head around exactly what that means. Read the first trade and okay. then yeah. and then read this and you'll see. I'll bring it next week and you guys can pass it around. Okay. Um yeah, no it was good. Yeah. I I yeah. Cool. I need now I need the first volume. All right. Awesome. All right. And uh spoiler alert, this will be unclearing the backlog sometime this week. <laughs> All right. It's time for is it still good? Oh yeah. Uh first up the Commandy Challenge number 5. This is my favorite issue of this so far. I think I would probably agree yeah. with that. Yes. Um it is Bill Willingham writing and uh, Ivan Reese drawing, and it is the first issue that, while it still sounds like a classic commandy book, also has pretty contemporarily styled dialogue. Do you think that's yeah, fair to say? That, that's very fair to say. It also is the first one that didn't feel like it was a pulp chapter in a serialized yeah. thing like it felt like they were really trying to develop yeah. a real modern story and here it has, too it has pulp elements oh absolutely i mean he meets yeah. up with a, a pi right mm. um it it in a way leans into more kinds of pulp it than other does. issues have yeah. but it updates and it, and it makes it sound i don't know like a like a 
book that's being written in 2017, which is not a criticism of the others. No, no. But no. right now, if if I were using this book to pick, okay, who gets to write the Commandy ongoing? Bill Willingham's in the right book. now. They win. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Very um, cool. And and probably the most interesting cliffhanger to date. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Okay, I definitely need to get caught up on these. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want you just to show her the last page. Do you want to see it? Sure. I mean... Oh, that's... that. How are they going to... Okay. See? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't either. I don't... Yeah, like, okay. Okay. But Steve Orlando will tell us. He will. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> that's not going to... No, you never know. Steve Orlando pulls it out sometimes. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Wow. For so many reasons. So many. I like Justice League. I just realized that pulling it out is kind of what they did here. So that's... yeah, well, <laughs> and it takes guts to do that. It does. <laughs> Oh, that hey was, Brian! That was like a big fuck you. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> that last page is like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. Have fun. You you want the challenge? Okay, you got it. <laughs> yep. Hey Brian. Yes. Tell me about the Wild Storm. Still good? Oh my gosh, Wild Storm is still fantastic. Well, hey Jen. <laughs> <laughs> well, only uh, yeah. We, we're we're going to pause just for a second. One, I want to say the I I still can't get over the art in this. Oh, you showed me pages of there. It is just absolutely stunningly beautiful like there's there's one scene where she goes and flies out over the ocean and dives into the water oh hey i have that photo on my phone from the plane and it <laughs> is just amazingly beautiful uh the other reason that we need to stop here for just a second is because it does have my quote of the week uh, yeah. <laughs> of course it does uh which is um uh let's see where's it at uh do, 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 do. she so he comes in and she goes yeah uh you do like shouting at people a lot and frightening them. Yeah, he's like, see, yeah, it's fun. Fun loving. By the way, is it rude if I pour you a glass and then drink the rest out of the bottle? She goes, depends on how big the glass is. <laughs> Adorable. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. And then that, that conversation continues and is pretty wonderful. So, uh, yes. Nice. Yes, but I, I love this book. I can, uh, we've talked about this enough, but it, it, it very easily probably is better in trade just for the number of characters and yeah. the dynamic, but wonderful. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. Curse Words number five, Into the First Arc. Oh, Still this good? book is so fucking good. And if you're not reading it, get the fucking trade. It comes out in July. Yep. Just get it. Just get it. it. You get that trade. You get that good, good trade. The art is spec-fucking-tacular. The colors are insane. And the story is fucking hilarious and amazing. And really, it, it's got a lot of depth to it. And it's got when, a lot, lot of depth. When right. they do their van tour, we will be in line. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I plan, I plan to pick this up and trade. Good. Definitely do that. Yeah. It's so fucking good. I don't think I've recommended a bad book yet. It's so fucking good. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Redneck number two. Is it still good? It is still good. I... I am loving watching where this is going. It is just about a family uh, of vampires in Texas. Um, but it is about a, a really redneck family. 
and obviously I identify with that. Um, but it, yeah. Now, vampires spend a lot of time outside at night, right? Sure. Do they have any opinions on the size or luminosity of the stars deep in the heart of Texas? No, I don't. I don't know. I could probably ask them. Yeah. Okay. Are they shining bright? <laughs> um, the stars at night? Not for this family right now. Oh, no. I love the the patriarch of this family. He He's trying so hard to keep his family together and not um, murder a town. <laughs> How laudable of him. That's, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, I tried. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. The little girl is pretty damn fantastic, too. She, she reminds me of uh, Golden Gale. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. How about, while we are in Jen's corner, apparently. Oh, okay. Ben, 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 Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> this book is hilarious. Um, even though he is 100% fucking Nutter's Cuckoo, his inner monologue is still the closest thing to the way I think. I Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um... He's hilarious and really going to fuck some shit up. He's really doing awful things. <laughs> things are going to happen and it's yeah. not going to be good, yeah. But he did take care of Aunt June. <laughs> <laughs> God, Aunt June. That's good at least. I'm, I'm glad that there was closure to the saga of Benny and June. <laughs> <laughs> no closure yet, but, wow. but she is taken care of. Okay. Hey, Brian. Yep. Every spider needs his ant month. Oh, my God. Gene <laughs> uh, Grey, number two. Um, I actually enjoy this. If you like the first one, you'll definitely like this one. What if you were so-so on the first one? Um, well, I'm going to tell you, we find out what this little series is going to be focusing on. And it's going to be focusing on the Phoenix Force. I knew that. Yeah. But specifically... Her um, reaction to what she feels is an impending version of it coming. Like in this one, she reaches out to all the people, other people who have been hosts Mm -hmm. and talks to them. And there's some pretty wonderful interactions with them. Uh, Yeah. Like those interactions are by far the best part of this. So, yes. Cool. That's good because... I debated picking this one up myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that having other characters in the book seems to be working because that was kind of my issue with the first ones. It was just a lot of inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that, that that is definitely not the case in this one. Okay, cool. Uh, it, it definitely moves on out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it. It's All right. Well, yeah. Well. Um, well, while we're on the subject of Jean Grey books, how about X Men Blue? Um, again, uh, still good. If, especially if you like the first ones, um, this gets into kind of what you were talking about earlier with, there's a, someone from the ultimate universe that shows up and it's basically them finding him and starting to learn. And this is really starting an arc at this point, which kind of the others hadn't been. So they're, they're also like, kind of like X-Men gold. They're getting into progressing story at this point, which is nice. How was Black Hammer this week, Jim? It was really awesome. You find out a lot of history on Talkie Walkie 
and Colonel Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty sad. Hey, that's, that's that's uncharacteristic of this particular oh, series, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely odd for this one. Um, yeah, I liked it. I cool. I am I really love this book. I do too. And last one, our favorite book about the secret society to worship the uh, Watchmen uh, version of Blue Beetle, Night Owl Society. <laughs> This book so is still real good. Cool. It still reminded me a lot of Four Kids. And it even had a lot funnier moments in this one. It's still, good. Still I, no actual owls, though. No. 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 Okay. I don't think they're going to be. And if I'll so, there's going to be like it. one panel going, haha, look at owl. Um, yeah, no, these kids are cool. I like them. They're not cool. They're nerds. But I like nerds them. Nerds are cool. Some nerds are cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd like to think we're cool. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I can think it. I can want to think it. That's fair. I can like the idea of it. Yeah, you can. You can do that. Hey, Brian. Uh-huh. You know what time it is. It's time I for do. the Long Box Book Report. It is. Shade the Changing Man. Changes. Yeah, so this was uh, June, July of 1977. Good lord. The story and art were both Steve Ditko. Okay. Um this is this is actually really cool to read for one specific reason, and that is because this was the first story really with this character, you really could see that the invest works very, very differently in these stories than it does now when we think about the madness coat, right? Mm-hmm. But you see where it comes from. Like you can see how it how it came out of this, and that was really kind of cool. So this is about him basically uh, uh, escaping out of prison from the universe that he comes from, and when that happened, basically everybody that was in the prison ends up in this in between kind of limbo space, mm-hmm. and he finds a way to get from there to Earth. Right. Cool. And it is, by the way, the the which I, I don't know if they're still doing this, um, but. It, he comes from Meta, right? Mm-hmm. We know that from Shade the Changing Girl. And so I did not realize Meta is kind of more of a different dimension than it is. And I don't know if that's still true mm-hmm. now or if now it's just a different planet. It definitely reads in Shade the Changing Girl like it's just another planet it way across space. Yeah. But they don't. I don't know that they actually say it explicitly. She does travel through the madness to get here so maybe she doesn't right. even realize they're not really connected yeah. maybe so the way that, the, the way they're connected here is through the zero zone mm-hmm. you know how cheesy 70s can you get but it, <laughs> it works right um but yeah so in that respect just kind of reading about that and and the history was really kind of cool there were no buts at all in this oh i'm sorry Aww. yeah dang what about ifs or ands uh, there were two ifs and four ands, so okay. that was, that was only right. four ands. Well, that's conservative. That's impressive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it, it was enjoyable to read just for that aspect. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, flip right. your coin, and flip then next week we can roll a d two. Yes. We can. Oh, I didn't say who's going to Yeah, be like. <laughs> I was about to say, it kind of helps. Oh, so uh, heads, like. that's, um, let's see, you don't want to let me know. Congratulations, Jim. <laughs> All right, heads are going to be Alex, tails are going to be Jim. Okay. Tails. Of course, of course Hooray. it's me. <laughs> Sigh of relief. 
All right. Uh, I think we're planning. Uh, we'll let people know we're going to be doing solicitations next week. Yeah, next week will be a solicitations week, and we'll be back to the normal. Just talk about that week's books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of mixed yeah. things up since we were both out last week. We added some of those back in today. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that because we we did skip over some books knowing that we had a, a big I guess the only thing I would add uh, the Wonder Woman 23 kind of gives us an answer to yeah what had been building up in those so if you if you've been following that make sure you pick that up to get cool. that conclusion there you go all right what you got Jen she looks oh, so she excited. looks so excited about this. I got another war comic. Yay. <laughs> I got Attack. <laughs> our fighting forces in action. Oh, the, our fighting forces. The all air force issue. Oh, let me tell you something. I didn't realize this when we went up. But last week in New York was Fleet Week. Yes, <laughs> oh yes it was. <laughs> Oh, the butts. Oh, the butts. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry, Josh Groban. I wasn't only ogling yours. Um, Yeah. No. Okay. So I got got another war book. Cool. Yay. Yay. You know, no one would blame me if you secretly pulled all of those out of the box. Our fighting forces. That's an old book, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 81. Oh, wow. 81. Yep. It just looks it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, we could use that as a prop in the show. Oh, we could, couldn't we? Yeah. Um. Don't miss the Happy Orphans' last mission. So it's also somebody's last mission, of course. It's number thirty. <laughs> cool. I love that. I keep getting number one, so I can. You like, are a jerk. That's <laughs> what you are. Uh, at some point, we're gonna have to like put new things in the book in the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I like getting some of the things that I've gotten when they're not war books. Every now and then, what's wrong? Again, no one will blame me. Neither of us would know. We'd never know if you did it during the week. Never know. <laughs> okay. Cool. Other cool. than why are there only eight books left in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the box to choose from? Uh, well, that was it for another normal episode of Panelology. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Such as normal is. I want to say hey to Meg. Hey, Meg. Hey, Meg. Hey, I met hey, her Meg. in New York. We we met up and had drinks in New York. So, hey, Meg. Okay. Meg. Griffin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Very it was cool. very cool. We talked podcasts and stuff. So, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Potential future crossover. Yeah. Who knows? The shadow knows. I'm sure the shadow does know because the shadow knows everything. Um, yeah, so I want to say hey. All right, cool. And plug nice. judging book covers. Go listen to our podcast. Yes, there's a link in our uh, free comic book yep. day article from oh, yeah. this year. There you go. It's super fun. Go do it. I'm nodding. Let the record reflect. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. I, I'll, I'll verify that. I, Alex, I did not Alex give the caveat on. early in the episode that it's been a long fucking week for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, our theme music is The Spontaneous Self Reunion by The Fish Who Saved the Planet. We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover and assure everybody that Chase is not actually a clone of Captain Picard. If anything, he is maybe <laughs> Captain Picard's great, 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 great grandfather. Chase apparently took some offense to being called a clone last week. Oh, oh no. 
If only jokingly. Well, in all fairness, if you see what happens to clones in the Marvel Universe, I wouldn't want to be a clone either. So, there you go. I think I'm a clone now. (laughs) We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. And hey, listeners at home or in your cars when you get home, why don't you go on iTunes and rate and review? We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. Yep. It also helps us out if you share us with friends. So... Mm -hmm. I'll even say please. <laughs> please, please, pretty please do that. Uh, you can also, while you're on our website, submit questions to us. Yes, mm-hmm. we would love that. Uh, you can also check out Clearing the Backlog, which hit its 150th entry. Well, I've written the 150th entry. By the time this is out, I think it's on like 149. So This week. Tuesday it happens this week. Yes, it happened. It, it will drop this week. Um, in the past week, we I've done Teen Titans Earth 1. I've done the second volume of Wayward, which is a real, real good book. It's getting a TV series and a board game. Ooh. Yeah. The second volume of Daredevil, the Mark Wade run. The first Secret Six miniseries. Ah. The first volume of Bitch Planet. Yes. Good, the good book. fourth or fifth, I think fifth volume of Why the Last Man, which okay. is where you start to get some answers to things. Mm-hmm. And the second volume of Young Avengers. Nice. I can tell you that Josie and the Pussycats is in the hopper. I can tell. In fact, did that not go? I may not have actually posted today's yet. What's today? The twenty. Oh no! Yes. Yep. Uh, that one will be live by the time this episode comes out. That was supposed to be today's. I was very tired last night after building a set and went home and went to bed. <laughs> no, and, no blame and, there. And we recorded early today. So. Yeah, I yep. forgot to post it. This is the first one that hasn't gone up at midnight, and that's on me. It was already written. Um. Okay, I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Ryan. Good night. Good luck. (laughs) Go get some sleep, Alex. Yeah. Yeah.